Record Up, the official podcast of the Cars Tour, is on the air. Presented by Solid Rock Carrier. The Cars Tour, the premier late model stock series. Short track racing at its very best. Stickered Up will feature A-list guests, the hottest topics, race previews, recaps, the good, the bad, and the ugly. It happens on the Cars Tour. Stickered Up is chewing on it. Here's your host, Stephen Dunn. Happy race week, everyone. Stephen Dunn, Stickered Up Podcast, the official podcast of the Solid Rock Carriers Cars Tour. And even though it's not an official Cars Tour race weekend, it is the biggest late model stock car race on the NASCAR side at Martinsville Speedway this weekend. And that field of 85 drivers that have pre-entered is littered with some of the stars of the Cars Tour. And we'll preview that race here momentarily. But before we do that, we want to take a trip back in time, back to Tri-County a week and a half ago. Pro late models, late model stock cars. It was a very, very exciting night at Tri-County Motor Speedway. We go to our friends Tony Stevens, Tyler Williams, Pit Road TV for the call. The Solid Rock Carriers Pace Car leads the field with William Sawalich and Caden Quapple in command. Abby Harrison waves the green flag. And we are off and rolling in the Harrison's Workwear.com 225. Leads the field. Contact with Caden Quapple. Huge incident there. Quapple now slowing on the back straightaway. And look at that, Tyler. Huge damage to the right front of the Corvette Parts.net Chevrolet. Look like he just drifted up there off the restart where Sawalich was on his outside. And Sawalich able to keep on going and hold the race lead. But Quapple in big trouble. Looks like he's finally gathered it back in, Tony. But he slides all the way back to the 12th position before he finally falls back in line and puts the gas back down. And let's see if we can get a couple of laps in for this one. The good news for Luke Finhouse, Tyler, he is now right on the rear bumper of his closest championship rival. And this is... Oh, problems, big problems. Turn number one up into the outside wall is Rusty Skews. Oh, Oh, he got hooked. Yep, that'll do it. Little contact with Lee Tissett there sent him up. So that was was nothing mechanical. That was driver. And William Sawalich shot one more time out of a cannon on the outside of the racetrack. Now with Luke Finhouse has got to fend off Matt Craig. I was about to say, Matt Craig's going to stick his nose in this fight a little early, and they're going still a lot of racing still to go. But I think Craig might be finding something up there in that little bit of a higher groove. He's staying to the outside of Finhouse. He doesn't quite have him cleared yet, going back to three. Speaking of adjustments, there's a guy that's had to make some after some contact earlier, Caden Quapple. That pass there is for position number 10 around Tommy Neal. Long way still to go for Caden Quapple. William Sawalich and Luke Finhouse one more time through the KRC Power Steering Restart Zone. And as the sun sets behind the trees in the backstretch, once more, the Harrison's Workwear 100 is green. And look at this. Luke Finhouse contact with William Sawalich. Luke is getting aggressive trying to get around that six car. It is mono, e mono, driver on driver. What will Jake Garcia do? Will he put the bumper to William Sawalich? Will he just try to pull to his inside? Will he try to loosen him up? Three laps ago, can Garcia get around William Sawalich? I guarantee Sawalich might need a little oxygen. I guarantee he's holding his breath right now because Garcia is all over him like a shark that sees blood in the water right there on the bumper. He tries to move just a half a groove below to try to get alongside him, but two laps to go. He's about out of time, Tony. He's got to go. Starkey Hearing Aids, one of the country's leading hearing aid producers, and the question, can you hear me now? 
Yes, Jake Garcia underneath the six Williams launch contact in turn four. White flag is in the air. Just four tenths of a mile remaining. So Wallach has led nearly every circuit in this one, but here is Jake Garcia. Picks him up down the back straightaway. Releases him into turn number three. Doinks him again. And William Sawalich gets spun in turn number four. Jake Garcia crosses the checkered flag first. We will wait to see what the call is from race control and if that win will stand or exactly how that will be handled. But William Sawalich has ended it in the concrete and Jake Garcia has been the first one to the checkered flag. Sounds like race control has reviewed every angle of the video possible. And in their determination, Jake Garcia will be awarded the win in this Harrison's Workwear 100. And here he is, out of the race car, Jake Garcia, a winner here in the Harrison's Workwear 100, part of the Harrison's Workwear 225. Jake, I think the body language tells us a lot. What happened right there? Yeah, you know, uh, I just really, all I intended to do is move him out of the way there. I certainly didn't mean to crash him. Didn't want to. I'd hate to win it like that. You know, it just sucks that it happened that way. You know, I think he was probably blocking a little bit, and I was, you know, leaning on him a little bit. And <clears throat> when stuff like that happens, you know, it usually ends up in someone spinning. So my apologies to everybody on the six. Didn't mean to tear up the race car. Uh, yeah, not really worth it for, uh, you know, a race that doesn't pay for that. So A crazy ending to the pro late model race where saw Jake Garcia with a last lap pass of William Sawalowicz, who had led pretty much every lap up to that point. A lot of controversy in that finish, but... Needless to say, Jake Garcia captures first place, Luke Fenhouse second, Matt Craig third, Caden Quapple finished fourth, Ryan Moore fifth, Lee Tissett sixth, Gavin Bolshon seventh, Luke Mornay eighth, Stephen Light ninth, Tommy Neal round out the top ten. Cars Tour came out after that event, and they penalized Jake Garcia for what they considered rough driving, a $4,000 fine, which essentially was the winner's purse. Still awarded the win, but he was fined $4,000. It was Jake Garcia's second win on the Cars Tour pro late model side. Looking at pro points, um, Heading into ACE next weekend, Luke Fenhouse able to stretch that lead out over William Swallowage. It's now 15 points. Caden Quapple, 19 points behind. Austin McDonald, 41 points behind. Cody King, 94 points behind. After the excitement of the pro late model, we dove into the 125-lap late model stock car. For a recap, we go back to our friends at Pit Road TV. The lights are out atop the Solid Rock Carrier's pace car. William Sawalich and Connor Hall will slowly lead the field through the KRC Power Steering Start Zone and the second half of the Harrison's Workwear.com 225 is underway. Problems turn three up in the outside wall, Mini Tyrell. Last year's winner of this event does not even get a lap in before misfortune strikes. Oh, you hate oh, to see that. He hit it hard, Tony. Look at the damage on the right rear. sideways and I'm in the fence. Thank you, James. And yes, you hate to see that from any Tyrell as we'll try this a second time to the KRC power steering start zone. Let's see if we can make it through turns three and four this time around. Oh, in the wall, Mike Looney off turn two. 
Okay, we didn't even barely get through turn two without contact. There you go, Calamity Jane not going to let us go as Connor Hall going to take the lead away from William Sawalage and lead the first lap. Still side by side right there behind Chad McCombie who works on Millington. Deke McCaskill, you see there in the top of that shot, he too in turn one. Way sideways, overcooked the corner, lost about five spots. This racetrack, Tyler, when I talked to drivers today, there was one word that came up. Slick, slick, slick. Looney up in a shower of sparks. That car will be headed to the pit lane. Looks like he may get a flat tire from contact. Now here Connor is Hall and Carson Quapple lead the field down. Neither have a mulligan left. And through the KRC power steering restart zone, they trade paint in the turn number one. Quapple uses Hall up potentially in the first turn. So Wallach tried to get by. And now the race is on with after new leader Carson Quapple, who will now lead lap number 110. He was done playing nice on Maybe that restart. Not. And here comes Sir Wallach. He's going to dive to the inside and throw his hat in the ring. He's got the spot through the corner. Three wide for the lead out of two. Connor Jones to the bottom. We told you don't count this youngster out. And up in the wall is Connor Hall. He got shoved to the outside. Chase Burrow is up there. And Yellow is out with 111 laps unofficially complete. Connor Hall's race has ended up in the outside wall. Right behind him, their single file top four, nose to tail. Connor Jones wants a win in the worst way, and here he is to the inside. Now with four laps remaining in turn one, they trade paint. Jones up the racetrack. Here comes Schaefer, new leader off turn two. Connor Jones in command as Schaefer and Quapple tangle behind him. Best run Miracles had all season. He's not going to give any quarter to anybody, especially the points leader. More contacts as they are through three and four, bringing to the white flag. And there's Brayden Rogers. Meanwhile, while that continues up front, Fredericksburg, Virginia's Connor Jones. He slowly, patiently worked his way to the front. He beat and banged his way through the incidents. And now here he is in the turns three and four. And Connor Jones is going to win the Harrison's Workwear 225 here at Tri-County over Jonathan Schaefer, Zach Miracle, and Carson Quapple. Connor Jones with his first career Cars Tour win, followed by teammate Jonathan Schaefer, who finished second, Zach Miracle third, Carson Quapple fourth, Braden Rogers fifth, Jacob Hefner sixth, Chase Burroughs seventh, Jansen March Banks with his best run of the year. He finished eighth, Chad McCombie ninth, rounding out the top ten, Brandon Pierce. A little more news out of the Cars Tour office at the conclusion of this race, a little after-race altercation with current points leader Carson Quapple and Zach Miracle, the two cars that finished third and fourth. Had a little extracurricular activity in turn one after the checkers. Cars Tour has suspended the points leader for this weekend, next weekend's race at a speedway. So Carson Quapple will miss that race due to suspension. And looking at the Cars Tour late model stock car points, Quapple, he'll still have the points lead after we go to ace next week. He's 72 markers ahead of Connor Hall, 77 ahead of Caden Honeycutt. Chad McCombie, 83 points behind Jacob Hefner in fifth. He's 98 points behind. It'll be interesting to see if anybody can gain some ground, uh, significant ground on Carson Quapple with him sitting out the next event. Brandon Willard has the caution flag out on this segment of Stickered Up. When we return, we'll talk to the owner of RNS Race Cars, Marcus Richmond. His car's victorious this last car tour race at Tri-County and then a triumph at Ace with Jonathan Schaefer a few weeks ago. When we come back, we'll talk with Marcus Richmond. You're listening to the Stickered Up Podcast. Stickered Up, official podcast of the Cars Tour. 
BST, Bryant Shock Technology, providing proven race-winning shock technology. The only thing that will shock are the affordable prices. BST offers sales, service, and repair of racing shocks, plus suspension-related components for a wide range of race cars. With 20-plus years of NASCAR experience and a decade as a shock specialist, contact P.J. Bryant, 704-701-5585. That's 704-701-5585. Tell him you heard about BST on Stickered Up. Stickered Up. Delivery by truck, part of the lifeblood of our nation. Solid Rock Carriers, LaGrange, North Carolina, gets the job done. Specializing in general freight and refrigerated foods. And here's an opportunity for you. You can join the Solid Rock Carriers team. If you have a CDL license and would like to find out more, call 252-521-1757. 252-521-1757 for Solid Rock Carriers. Supporting short track racers and industry professionals. And the title sponsor of the Cars Tour. Furniture for less. Prices 30 to 40% less than the big box furniture stores. Conveniently located, 3301 Richlands Highway, Jacksonville, North Carolina. Call Adam Resnick, 910-540-7157. That's 910-540-7157. For all your furniture needs, give them a call. Furniture for Less, official furniture supplier of the Stickered Up podcast. Follow them on Facebook at Furniture for Less, Jacksonville. Practice, race, win. Performance Racing Warehouse, home of the PRW chassis. They feel the thrill of victory and agony of defeat with every customer. With a cutting-edge, track-tested chassis, they know what it takes to build a race-winning machine. The PRW chassis has a proven track record of wins and championships that speak for themselves. When you're ready to take your performance to the next level, come visit Performance and let them get you in victory lane. Online at PerformanceCenter.com. Also, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or TikTok. And you can call Performance Racing Warehouse at 704-838-1400. Hi, this is William Swalich, driver of the number six Starkey Pro Late model, and you're listening to Stickered Up Podcast. Green flag back out this edition of the Stickered Up Podcast, the official podcast of the Solid Rock Carriers Cars Tour. Joining us via the GSX Raps Hotline, Cluster Springs, Virginia, RNS Race Cars, very own Marcus Richmond. Marcus, welcome back to the Stickered Up Podcast. Man, thank you guys for having me back. Looking forward to chatting with you today well i know that your time is precious this week uh getting ready for uh the biggest nascar late model stock car race of the year uh at martinsville speedway later this week and i uh, can't thank you enough for the for a couple of minutes of your time but man before we get into martinsville i want to talk about uh kind of the resurgence of of rns uh seen victory lane um two of the last four cars tour races very competitive uh, at both Motor Mile and uh, at North Wilkesbury, even though you didn't find Victory Lane. Um, and not that you guys really kind of weren't in the picture, but, man, you guys have come back with a vengeance here in the last month or so. Yeah, man, it's been really good. You know, I feel like, you know, the biggest thing for RNS as a as a whole is we had a lot of driver changes and a lot of people kind of mix up early in the year. So it always takes that little bit to get back to, you know, find what that driver needs at each racetrack and, you know, with Jonathan, we've had fast cars a lot all year. Um, just couldn't really, um, you know, finish the deal for whatever reason. So I think, uh, you know, qualifying is always a big part and just getting them up front, you know, and then we, you know, we did that at Ace, you know, you know, Jonathan sat on the pole there and, and led every lap, which was amazing. We had a really good car. He did a good job. Um, 
and then you know with Connor coming up coming aboard with RNS race cars here, uh, you know, a couple months ago, we've just been building a notebook for him and what he needs, and and man, the boys uh, dialed that thing in at Tri County and got a win there too, man. It's been awesome. I know you take obviously a lot of pride in, in what you guys do as far as building chassis there in RNS, but. You know, Marcus, I look at you as, as kind of a um, a mentor as well for some of these younger drivers. I mean, your past with back going back to the trucks, you've worked with with young talents like Noah Gregson. How rewarding is it for you, uh, especially with Jonathan and, and Connor, to 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 be there to kind of help them get to that first elusive Cars Tour win? Man, I'm gonna be honest with you, Stephen. Um, you know, with I, you know, as far as the truck series stuff, you know, I've crew chief veterans. I've done, you know some rookies early in my years, but when I got to KBM, um, I really seen a whole different side of racing. Like, and you know, they are, they have a lot of success for, you know, you, you go in there and you find out, Oh, wow, this is why they have success because it is 100% about the best you can do every day, every minute, you know what I mean? And so I just, you know, I, that has been kind of embedded into me, you know, and just starting RNS, you know, it's a different ball game. But when I get to the racetrack and I try to work with my drivers like I did when I was in a truck series, I try to, man, I learned so much from Kyle Bush and, and even Rudy Fugel, who's William Byron's crew chief now, like the way they did things. And so I'm trying to do the same direction to help these young drivers. And and when we get these young drivers wins, man, it just makes RNS look good and, and the whole program. And I feel like that, I mean, I'm not at a stopping point. I feel like I want to go more and more and more, you know. So, like, that's just – I have that drive in me, and I just – I can't stop, you know, so. Well, your former boss, he made headlines uh, last week announcing that he'll be going to Richard Childress Racing uh, in 2023. Um, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, obviously, you know, Kyle, um, you know, not that you worked with him on a daily basis, but, but working under his umbrella and kind of learning – how to work with these young drivers. What do you think Kyle Busch takes over to RCR in 2023? I'm going to tell you, I want, I'm going to order me a shirt. Like I want the, <laughs> I want the first Kyle Busch number eight shirt, man. I think it's so awesome. Um, I just think the, the drive and the want and, and Kyle, you know, nobody's ever really, you know, Kyle, he showed, you know, everybody sees him on TV or whatever, but they never see the behind the scenes. Yeah. And I have never met a human being that is so passionate and so driven to win races and he will bring that mentality to RCR and that's what RCR needs. RCR has the tools, right? They need that, they need that drive in there. They need that personality. And I think, dude, it's, man, I really feel like it's going to be pretty big for the whole company. I want to go back before we dive into uh, what you guys have coming up this weekend at Martinsville Speedway, the um, Valley Star Credit Union 300. But I want to go back a couple weeks. And, and again, strong running uh, by both of your cars um, at North Wilkesboro Speedway. But with the news that's come out uh, that the all-star race is going back to North Wilkesboro along with the trucks, how big and how special was it for you um, and your entire RNS team to be able to race it at North Wilkesboro. Don't even, not even talking about you know Dale Jr. being there, but just the fanfare and just the the electricity that was in that facility for those two days. Man, it's almost like you know you get pinched and you wake up at you know a, a historic track like that. Um, I've never been there before the day we pulled in ever in my life, and so you know it was definitely kind of breathtaking to me. Uh, really didn't know what to expect. 
I was just so trying, I was so focused on trying to get the cars good and with the minimum practice that we had for and all that, you know, it was just, it was kind of a little bit, you know, earth shattering or a little bit of a shock because you didn't get the time to, you know, take in all the historic part of it. So it'd be nice to go there and just, you know, have a weekend to where you had the all-star race and, you know, truck race. And then if it was late models all there together, man, that would be, that would be cool because that way you get to see the, the, the historic part of the place and not be so driven on, you know, your own race car stuff. You know what I mean? So it, it would be really good to do that. Well, you know, and I think a lot of people have, have, you know, obviously Dale Jr. is a big influencer uh, in not just racing as a whole, but especially short track racing with his involvement with the cars tour, owning the team. But, you know, he put that tweet out there uh, right after they announced it and say how cool it would be to have late models run that same weekend. Um <clears throat> What, what, how do you think that that would stack up? I mean, as far as a late model stock car event, where does that fall in the, I know we talk about crown jewels and we talk, talk about really big races, but from a, from a car owner and a chassis builder standpoint, how big could that race be for late model stock car? I, mean, I think it could be huge. You know, I think, you know, everybody always, I think you could tell somebody, Hey, I'm going to pay two grand to win Martinsville and you'd have 80 cars. You know what I mean? Because, everybody just wants to go to Martinsville Speedway. You know, that's where the cup guys run. So I feel like North Wilkesboro would be the same. You know I mean? I think if you open it up and not have an invite only, you know, you open it up for everybody, man, you're going to have so many cars, so many fans. Like, it's just going to be, you know, pretty big deal if they could do that. And, I mean, it, it'd be awesome. Looking ahead to this weekend, again, the biggest late model stock car race on the on the NASCAR side, uh, the Valley Star Credit Union 300 at Martinsville Speedway. And you've been a part of this race for, for many years. Um, and, and I tell you, it has to be probably one of the most nerve-wracking, stressful Fridays that a late model team will ever spend at the racetrack. Absolutely. You know, I, I, to be honest with you, I, you know, in 2000, I went to my first Martinsville race with Timothy, um, and, and that was my like I've been racing my whole career myself and on a lower level. But me and him were high school friends, and so he asked me would I be interested in coming up there and just help him be a pusher or, or tired, you know, what I mean, change a tire, jack a car type deal. And that was you know that was twenty two you know twenty two years ago, and uh, that right there was the weekend I I realized that hey. I want to do this full time. You know, I want to work on them. I don't care about driving no more. So that was a big turning point in my life 22 years ago. And so, um, and you know, me and Timothy, so from since then to now, we have always ran Martinsville together. I think last year was probably one of the first races I didn't run Martinsville with him or be part of his team. Um, so, uh, you know, every year we go up there and for the longest time, if you made the top 20, and qualifying like man that that was the big deal right you know what yeah. i mean like so you you was nerve-wracking you're on the bubble and last guy's got to go out and you're 20th and you get knocked out and you're like oh my gosh i gotta run a heat race and, you know now i think it's a little different because man all of us got to run a heat race so yeah yeah i, I think nerve it'll be nerve-wracking too still steven like it is you know it has been but it won't be as bad because man we all got to run heat races anyway so um, the heat race is going to be the nerve wracking part of it. So, um, but it's still going to be fun. It's going to be a lot of, you know, a lot of people there and a lot of, a lot of race cars, good competition. So no matter what, man, it's, it brings the best out of you. 
Talking of Timothy Peters' announcement out of RNS over the weekend, Timothy Peters will be in an RNS race car. Uh, he's been out of a car for about a year now, but you guys, you know, made an announcement that he's going to be back. He's a, he's a previous winner of this event. Talk a little bit about what went in to, to, to pulling this off and getting this, this ride together. And I'm not going to say short order because I don't know. It's probably been something in the works for a while, but to announce it, you know, the week before Martinsville is kind of special. Yeah. You know, he, he approached me, you know, me and him since he's been out of, you know, the Nelson motorsports program and working, working now for UPS on his own. Uh, he's been kind of out of the, the loop and the, the racing stuff. So, but we still hang out a lot and, our families, you know, get together a lot and we talk on the phone, but he has always asked me, you know, Hey man, we need to get a deal together for Martinsville, you know? And I just always, you know, like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well then, you know, three or four months ago, we started getting, you know, a lot more serious and he was like really wanting to do it. And so I just told him that day, man, I said, look, here's the deal. You know, I, I got, it. we was planning on taking Derek Thorne to Martinsville and, when he decided he wanted to not go, it, it opened the door for me, right? So I was able to do it. Um, and I told him, I said, look, Timothy, you've done so much for me in my career that um, it, it's, you know, uh, I'm going to actually, whatever it takes, I will make it happen no matter what. Well, let me ask you this because, again, Timothy's won this race, and, and this is a hard race to win, really hard race to win. How much – how much can your younger drivers, you know, Jonathan Schaefer, Connor, Connor Jones, how much can they lean on him and how much can Timothy actually help them? I mean, both of these guys have run this race before, but, but how important will it be on Friday and possibly, you know, heading into Saturday's heat races? Can, can, how much information do you think can he give them to make your younger guys better? I think, you know, a lot, you know, these young guys, I mean, we've, you know, me, we've talked about it before. Like they know how to go fast, right? They, that's what they do. And, um, you know, the more experienced driver is more of a calculated driver. And so, um, uh, it's kind of like back in the days of thunder, you got a kamikaze driver <laughs> and a calculated driver, but, you know, I think Timothy can really help them, you know, for Timothy's just a good racer. You know what I mean? Like he knows where to be smart and he's really good on restarts, you know, that stuff like that. He's going to really, you know, he could really help him a lot. What does it take? I mean, I know this is a loaded question. I know there's a lot of variables, but, but what does it take or what do you feel like you need to do in order to get all three of your cars locked in for the, for the 200 lap feature on Saturday night? Man, I think, you know, to, to be honest with you, you know, we need to get a, a decent qualifying effort in, you know, nobody, you know, no hiccups, right? No, no hiccups with the team, no hiccups with the driver, um, have a solid qualifying. And then I think they usually take 10 or 11 um, for each, each heat race. So, um, you know, normally if you can do that, have a good a good starting spot and just be smart in the heat race, man. You know, I think some of these guys are kind of, when they strap in, they lose all oxygen to their head. So you just got to be smarter than that guy. Give give when it's, you know, that time and take when it's that time. You know what I mean? So that's that's going to be the, the big thing. And I think, you know, you're going to have to rely on your spotter, your crew chief, and those guys to really, you know, be on those drivers to, to make the right moves and be, be smart in that heat race to finish it out. Another thing as we, as we talking with Marcus Richmond from RNS race cars, very quick turnaround from Martinsville on Saturday night. You'll have to be at a speedway the following Friday uh, for a remake uh, makeup race for the cars tour that was originally scheduled for May. How, how quick of a turn? I mean, how hard is that for, for a race team for, to be that quick of a turnaround? 
man, I, it's it's pretty easy now, Stephen. Since we did the, <laughs> right the the murder mile North Wilkesboro deal, that was right. Uh, you know, I didn't work my guys on that Sunday, but on Monday we come in here and we work. You know, seven a.m. to nine p.m. to get them loaded back up, and I'm sure people work a lot more hours than that. Right. Um, but um, we that's what we ended up doing, and so that was that was a little bit of an eye opener. So we, we should be able to. As long as we don't have no bad hiccups or nothing like that, we should be in you know a normal weeks, normal weeks worth of work for us here at RNS. Like we have a really good group of guys, man, and you know that's what it takes. So like we roll in at seven, everybody knows what they got to do, you know, and everybody just head head down digging, gets it done, and and so they can go home for their families, and that's that's what we want. And uh, it, you know, it just it just goes back to having good people, and and I feel like we do here at RNS. What are the expectations? Obviously, you know, Martinsville is a, is a crown jewel that we all consider a crown jewel. But but to get back into the Cars Tour um, in very short order after that race and then wrap up that season uh, with, with trips to Ace Speedway, South Boston, and then wrap up the year at Caraway, um, what are your goals? I mean, what are, what are your expectations for both Jonathan and, and for Connor uh, to kind of wrap up that 2022 Cars Tour season? Yeah, I think the biggest thing is, is, you know, we just want to go out and have a shot at winning races. You know, I mean, it's, we're not in any points battle with our two drivers, um, you know, but when we hit the racetrack, when, when they throw that green flag, I, I just, I'm satisfied when our drivers have a shot at running top, you know, at the win or top three, you know, you put yourself in, you know, just like Connor did at, the, at um, Tri-County, you know, he runs strong all night. <laughs> kept his nose clean and you know and had a really good car at the end of the race like and you and he wins a race right so you just got to put your driver in that position and, and and then it's all up to them um that's another thing i kind of learned at kbm like it's it's not our job to go out there and dominate the race we just want to go out there and put our driver in position to win and then let it leave it up to him and let him learn and go make it happen when it comes time for the checker before I let you go, Marcus, I want to I want to talk a little bit about a, an event that you're going to uh, be a partner in. Um, Cars Tour did not go to Orange County Speedway here in 2022, and and obviously it's been a staple on the schedule for for several years. But the the powers that be at Orange County have put on a uh, uh, what they call a big money race. Uh, Premier Tank Lines has come in as as well as RNS Race Cars. Uh, the Orange Blossom Shootout um, on October the 8th. Talk a little bit about um, why you felt like it was a good opportunity for RNS to, to be partnered with that particular event. Man, Stephen, I just I, I just want to see Orange County back at it. You know what I mean? Like, I, growing up, I, I was always 20 minutes from Orange County. I was, that was where I got my first late model start. Um, me and Timothy won two track championships there, and I think close to 22 races there in two years. And, like, we just – you know that that place is is probably like Martinsville's probably my favorite, and I I feel like I've had a lot of success at Martinsville, but Orange County is kind of like my home track, right? So right. Um, I just want to—I mean, I would love to see that place just rejuvenate, kind of like they have North Wilkesboro, and yeah. and somebody you know bring it back, and you know, I mean, because it is such great racing, and you know, I feel like the the short track racing right now is growing so much, you know. Um, it's getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And I feel like if Orange County could just jump in right now, feet first, and they would, you know, it would be really good for, for everybody, you know, myself as a business owner and, 
um, just everybody, you know, around this area. I think we could, you know, bring it back and be just as good as it was or just as good as South Boston is right now. Um, right. You know, it just it just needs that TLC, right? And then we could we could get back to that point. Yeah, and honestly, I think this I think this particular event will will I think it'll kind of show people that that you can have that kind of racing, and, and hopefully, um, you know, you, it, it's just like it, he, they struggle with everything, like every other racetrack, car count and and things of this nature. But but I'm with you, man. I, I grew up watching racing there. I'm excited about the opportunity to be uh, part of that event too. But Marcus, I can't thank you enough. I know your time's limited this week, getting ready for Martinsville. Wish you guys the best of luck uh, chasing the clock on Saturday night, and uh, I'll see you this weekend, buddy. Yeah, before we get off here, if you mind, I don't I'm yeah. thank my sponsors here. Sure. Uh, man, it's, for, for all what we're doing here, it wouldn't be, a, wouldn't be able to do it without, you know, all these people who have come in and helped and my wife, Tracy, and, you know, she's been working really hard on trying to get sponsors, and she's been doing a really good job. Um, I just want to thank her, first of all, because she's put a lot of work and effort in this deal. And uh, then also I want to thank Pepper Jack Kennels, um, Solid Rock Carriers, DreamWorks Motorsports out of Roxborough, North Carolina, Fire Su- Suppression Solutions, Nutrisource, Lawrence Heating and Air, and uh, Smith Davis Tire Pros out of Danville, Virginia. So if it wasn't for all them guys, man, we wouldn't be able to hit the Martinsville and do what we'd love to do. So thank you for, thank you for support. And Tracy probably appreciates that you guys have been winning because it's probably a lot easier to, spell, to, to sell sponsorships when you're winning races, right? I, no, I don't know. I think it just puts more pressure on her, right? So <laughs> then it's like, hey, when you run good, you need to – I always say you sell on Monday, you – you went on Monday. Sell, went on Sunday. You sell on Monday. So that's right. Uh, she's uh, she's been doing good. I'm very proud of her. So it's been awesome. Marcus, best of luck to you this weekend, buddy. We'll see you this weekend at Martinsville Speedway. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you guys. Have a good one. That's Marcus Richmond, owner RNS Race Cars, Cluster Springs, Virginia. Brandon Willard has the caution flag out. We'll come down pit road, sticker up. We'll wrap up this edition. You're listening to the Stickered Up Podcast. Stickered Up, official podcast to the Cars Tour. Adam Zirkel, performance technologies, video overlays powered by race trays. Compare your driving line around the track against the best and see how you stack up against the competition. They get every lap, every car. Every available car. at every Cars Tour event. New for 2022 tracks on IT services, and they can set up a network exclusive to your needs at the racetrack on race weekends. Contact Adam Zirkel, 434 222 8947. That's 434 222 8947. For custom CNC sheet metal design and fabrication, GeoCut, aluminum, stainless, mild steel, parts, gussets, tabs, assemblies, and more. GeoCut, South Boston, Virginia. Large and small batch powder coating, media blasting, surface conditioning and finishing, and much more. GeoCut, 611 Railroad Avenue, South Boston, Virginia. GeoCut, 434-201-4824. Get the picture with Pit Row TV, the official home of Cars Tour TV, where winners watch their favorite races. If you can't make it to the track, tune in and let Tony Stevens bring you all the action for the Cars Tour. Pit Row TV. Check them out online. PitRow.tv. That's PitRow.tv. Don't change that channel. 
Delivery by truck, part of the lifeblood of our nation. Solid Rock Carriers, LaGrange, North Carolina, gets the job done. Specializing in general freight and refrigerated foods. And here's an opportunity for you. You can join the Solid Rock Carriers team. If you have a CDL license and would like to find out more, call 252-521-1757. 252-521-1757 for Solid Rock Carriers. Supporting short track racers and industry professionals. And the title sponsor of the Cars Tour. Hey, this is Connor Hall, driver of the number 77 Chad Bryant late model, and you're listening to the Stickered Up Podcast. White Flag, this edition of the Stickered Up Podcast, the official podcast of the Solid Rock Carriers Cars Tour. Even though the Cars Tour off this weekend, a lot of the stars of the Cars Tour will be in action. Martinsville Speedway, the big 300-lap race uh, at Martinsville, some notable Cars Tour uh, regulars and alumni. We've got Camden Gully, Langley winner, Brendan Butterbean Queen is in is is registered. Landon Pimbleton, uh, Michael Falk, who hasn't driven a race car in the Cars Tour, but his his team has been in the Cars Tour for years. We've got Andrew Grady, Braden Rogers, Brandon Pierce, Parker Edmond, Carter Langley. Uh, we've got Dylan Ward, Carson Quapple, Tate Fogelman, who's a Cars Tour alumni, who's also been running some trucks. Chase Burrow, Timothy Peters, uh, Caden Honeycutt, Jared Fryer, Ryan Millington. Um, Mike Darn, Bobby McCarty, Mason Diaz, Connor Mosack, uh, Connor Jones. I mean, so there's a ton of these cars tour guys uh, that are that are going to be running this prestigious event. Some other names of note: Ty Majeski, Rajah Karuth, Jimmy Mullins uh, in the field this weekend. Corey Heim, Minnie Tyrell, Mike Looney, uh, Justin Carroll's in the race this weekend. Sam Yarbrough, uh, Lane Riggs. Um, bunch of guys from the Cars Tour. Uh, we hope that they represent the Cars Tour well this weekend at Martinsville Speedway and, and the Virginia Triple Crown. Uh, you look at those standings, uh, Mason Diaz, who's tied for the lead, a, a full-time Cars Tour guide, Jared Fryer, who's in third, Carter Langley, who's in fourth, full-time Cars Tour guys. So it'll be very interesting to see how the Cars Tour guys do this weekend in Martinsville. Um, again, qualifying will be on Friday night. Every car will take time. Every car will run a heat race. The heat races are on Saturday, um, late afternoon, early evening. Uh, there'll be four 25-lap heat races to lock in the field for the 200-lap feature. If you can't make it to Martinsville Speedway this weekend, you can catch the action on MRN Radio and also Flow Racing. want to thank all those folks that help Stickered Up become to you each and every week. Kurt Ipock with Solid Rock Carriers, PJ Bryant, Bryant Shack Technologies, Adam Resnick Furniture for Less, Tony Stevens with Pit Road TV, Roger Johnson Performance Center Racing Warehouse, and Adam Zirkle with GeoCut and Adam Zirkle Racing Performance. Also want to thank our friends here at Broadcasting Experts, Dave Perkins, Morgan Patrick for making the sound so good each and every week. If we don't see you at Martinsville this weekend. We'll hit you back up here next weekend, the next edition of Stickered Up. Be sure to share this podcast. New episodes of Stickered Up will be available wherever you download your podcasts.